Every small farming town has its own set of superstitions. Some are pleasant tales, such as the stories of an unsolvable corn maze or a crop circle that ended up being made by a local drunk walking in circles. But some are less pleasant. Some are more sinister. Ages ago, in 1992, there was a farmer by the name of Cassandra Ovana. She and her husband, Victor, lived in a small house on the outskirts of Ransom, Kansas. Despite being very close friends with the mayor, they were not well known, for they rarely ventured into the village. Their adult daughter, Jenny, traveled into the grocery store for them, and honestly, she didn't hate it, as it was a chance for her to get away from the farm life that she had grown to resent. One day, as they were all out of the gallon jug of ice cream that they all share as a family on movie nights, Jenny got in her car and went to the village grocer, telling her parents goodbye as a flock of ravens cawed overhead. Cassandra and Victor barely looked back at their daughter while they toiled in the cornfield, constructing a new scarecrow to get rid of the pesky ravens that have moved in on their home. Victor was diligently hanging sacks upon a wooden cross to make its body while smoking aged tobacco from his corncob pipe. And Cassandra was carving a face into a gourd to serve as its head, making sure to make every cut she made clean and beautiful. Jenny looked upon the half-formed scarecrow and shuddered. It was truly a grotesque thing with its gaping void-like eyes and a crooked lopsided mouth. As she drove into the town, the scarecrow and the birds it came with all filled her thoughts with unease. But she stowed those feelings away as she entered the automatic grocery store doors, pretending she was a Jedi. While at the store, she saw an old friend of hers, Savannah, who asked her to go to the diner and get some food and talk about old times. They talked about the 80s, discussing long-lost dreams, boys, and how the farm life just wasn't for Jenny. They talked for so long that it was 12 a.m. before Jenny looked at her watch, so she decided rather than attempting to brave the road at night, she would sleep on Savannah's couch, and Savannah happily obliged. As Jenny slept, with the window open, she heard distant caws on the wind as she fell into a deep, deep sleep. And as the moon shined through the window, she was visited by an ominous vision. Now, Jenny never dreamed. Her only dream was to move to the Big Apple and become a pretzel salesman and have every fix imaginable. But the salt life wasn't meant to be. She had a farm that her parents expected her to take care of once they were gone. So this dream, this vision she had this night was something very unique. It felt so real. Like it was a movie, and the camera was set up across town and recording live. As the clouds of smoke cleared from her mind, and the vision became more clear, Jenny gazed upon her mother. But something was wrong. Her mother was raising her award-winning carving knife high in the air, while looking upon her scared, frozen husband. Jenny tried to scream at her father, to warn him of the oncoming blow, but alas, it did not work. Cassandra plunged the silver-plated knife into his back and successfully carved the life from his body. Cassandra then hefted her husband's corpse with her weird mom strength and draped it in the scarecrow's arms. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, the scarecrow's arms began to move 
It picked up the corpse and raised it to its grotesque gourd-shaped head and sank its mouth into Victor, eating his already decaying flesh. Its mushy teeth tore through the organs like knives, and in an instant, the body was gone. Cassandra looked on in shock. Then the floor drops out of the dream, and Jenny is thrown through all nine levels of hell as she, boom, wakes up. Jolting up straight, sweat dripping down her face and immediately headed out to the police station to see the town's one EMT slash firefighter slash sheriff combo person who, out of caution and because they felt bad for the poor girl, went with Jenny over to the property. But there, they would find no one. No signs of her mom or her dad. It was called a murder-suicide to make it easy for everyone involved, but there was no evidence of anything whatsoever. And ever since that night, The property has been condemned, and Jenny has never returned, but continues to have the same dream every night of a scarecrow on her now empty farm, surrounded by squawking ravens with drops of blood dripping from its lips. (laughs) And now, our D&D time machine ports us to 2021. We are at Mischief Night, baby! As well as the small town's harvest festival in the square. The smell of yams, pig shit, and chili fills the air. There's a hustle and bustle around the Ransom Square that you rarely ever get to see. Every family in town comes to the Harvest Festival, as there is very little to do otherwise, as do all the youths. Briskly walking through the crowd is the resident clown and guy who goes back to his high school regularly during the weekdays, and also goes trick-or-treating dressed in a scream mask. Oscar Butcherson, handing out flyers to the people of his choice. The flyer reads... Abandoned farm party tomorrow night. Be there or be Reed Coleman. As we zoom in, we come upon the annual chili cook-off. All the buckets of red shine in the moonlight and fill the senses with basil, peppers, meat, tomatoes, garlic, and onions. All the local businesses bring their pots to try and win the $10 Amazon gift card grand prize. The old prize of a silver carving knife came to be seen as a bit much. And among them is the head judge, who got this prestigious job through stepping on a few heads along the way and smiling her pearly white teeth all the way to the top to become the chili queen. She walks sternly around, sipping each and every pot, and one by one, scowling at the results. James, can you introduce your character, please? Well, this is the worst chili I've eaten since last Halloween when that Awful Miss Taylor tried to put apple chunks in a chili. I had her banned for life. My name is Trudy Karanowski, and I'm the no-nonsense head of the homeowners association in this neighborhood. I tried to get the city council to cancel Halloween and rename the holiday Chili Day, which would have been a much more uh, Christian and, and wholesome holiday. But uh, those those short-sighted Democrats could not come to see the truth. Does Trudy see uh, Christ in Chile? <laughs> well, it's just it's that it's a it's a non-denominational holiday, Chile Day, right? So it's not satanic. Yeah, like not Sawin for is. fucking pagans. <laughs> I'm also head of the neighborhood watch, and and I, it's my supreme duty to keep uh, all all the the the, the neighborhood safe. And, and I, I've made it my personal mission to shut down this abandoned barn party to keep the youth from 
uh, a bleak future of drug abuse and premarital sex. How old is Trudy? A woman never tells her age. <laughs> she is 15 years old. I only care about taking care of the children and youth in our community. No, I, I do not personally have children myself. I have never been married, and that was a personal choice I made deliberately. <laughs> Thank you, Trudy. On the other end of the chili cook-off, we hear a commotion as one of the huge chili pots slams to the floor, covering and burning a tiny child, who screams at the top of their lungs. The pot was struck by a perfectly spiraling football that seemed to come out of nowhere. Through the crowd comes a wide set of shoulders, wearing a red letterman's jacket, all of which is connected to a flowing mane of hair. As he goes to pick up his ball, that you have to assume he was aiming purposefully, the whole world goes into slow motion as his hair topples and sways upon his beefy traps. God, that's sexy. <laughs> all the while, the child sits there, burning, screaming, and unhelped. Chad, can you introduce your character, please? Hey, kid, did, did you happen to notice if I got it in? I was aiming for the pot. No, no, I, did you... Did, did, did it go in the pot, That's or did I, did I miss? My eyes! Ah, you're no good, kid. My name's Brent Cranston. I'm quarterback for the uh, high school football team. I got a uh, scholarship to one of them Ivy League schools, but I don't know which one. Um, Halloween's fine, I guess. You get lots of free chili. Kids bring candy to you. I mean, you gotta take it, but aside from that, I could do without it. Halloween, that is. Halloween, yeah. I don't care for Halloween. <laughs> I guess I like when the girls dress up in those scantily outfits. Right. What What else can Brent do without? Most things. Uh, <laughs> anything that's not... <laughs> anything that's not... Uh, football. Uh, I like my mirror at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, more power to you, Brent. That's right. More power to Brent. <laughs> that is the goal of this entire session. <laughs> As the tiny burned child is helped to his feet by the singular town EMT slash firefighter slash sheriff, who rushes to his side and begins to peel the chili peppers from his tiny scorched face. Next to them, a heavily stained man lumbers into view, standing over the child his shadow casts upon the wayward youth. The man reaches out with a heavy sigh and picks a tomato off of the child's eye and eats it, but then turns away frowning, unhappy with the taste of the eyeball marinated fruit. Adam, Jesus. can you please introduce your character? Oh, good. this is great. <laughs> uh, I like the blind Reed. openings. <laughs> Reed Coleman. Uh, I'm a pretty much a social outcast, but uh, I like Halloween, but I don't very care too much for participating. I, I like to watch from afar. Um, but this... this uh, what did you? What did I just pick up? <laughs> I think it was a tomato. Yeah, it was a tomato from an eyeball. This uh, this eyeball tomato is quite delectable. I shall enjoy it in the corner. Please uh, don't talk to me. Uh, I will approach you should I feel the need to. 
Well, we're a wily bunch. Huh? Yeah, thank you, Reed Coleman. <laughs> you have sort of filled out a adventuring crew that is not into this holiday one bit. Well, after all, I am the guy who never wears costumes to Halloween parties when specifically asked to do so. And I always. Yeah, what? What what do you. What would you like? Did you see that throw? Did I make it in the pot? Because this kid won't tell me. You know, I I don't. I don't. I think you have other... Yes? Did I make it in the pot? Yes, you made it in the pot. Anyway, I always wear shorts in the winter, too, so... uh, You know, I'm not that exciting for right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, Reed. As nobody helps the little boy, the EMT takes him back to his mother, who is on her phone, and says, Ma'am, your son is hurt. He's probably going to need to go to, like, a real doctor. And without looking up from her phone, the mom waves the EMT away. That's barely my child. He's your problem now. I really expected you to introduce another character. (laughs) (laughs) The EMT slash firefighter slash sheriff then puts an ice pack on the boy's face and shakes her head. As the night and yearly harvest festival is coming to an end, a woman on the outside of the square begins to shriek and yell. Her friend desperately trying to get her to get back in the car as the first woman's bloodshot eyes gaze upon a flyer she picked up off the ground about tomorrow's party at her old house that she hasn't been to since the incident. She drops the flyer to the ground. Her pupils roll into the back of her head. Her eyes turn into an opaque black. She throws her walker to the side and rampages through the crowd, leaping onto the water fountain. I have been to the nine hells! I have seen the scarecrow of death! The ravens mock my dreams. I dreamed that I cut you into pieces and gobbled you all up. Every one of you, I dreamed. I dream. I dream. This, as you might be able to tell, is Jenny Ovana. The town's children call her a witch. The town's adults call her that lady, Jenny, from the All Things Ransom Facebook group, who keeps things spicy. What's the name of the Facebook All group? All Things Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm really trying to build out the uh, the setting of Ransom Kansas. Oh, you're doing, you're doing so yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. good. Inspired. <laughs> Among the screaming, Mayor Cranston speaks up, parts the crowd, and gives his hand to Jenny. Okay, Jenny. Come on. You're okay. Take my hand. Upon seeing him, she calms and breathes a heavy sigh of relief. Savannah also runs up and gives Jenny back her walker, as they, all three of them now, walk away towards the car. Dad? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back, son. You, uh, you, you, you take care of yourself tonight, and for the rest of your life, honestly. Oh, you're right. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. What's, what's Chad's character's name? Brent Cranston. And he just learned in real life that his dad's the mayor. Yes, I did. (laughs) Mayor Cranston. Mm -hmm. You guys, all three of you, are at the front of the crowd, Trudy, Brent, and Reed, along with Brent's girlfriend. She is a cheerleader at the high school, also a senior, and her name is Trixie. It's an open relationship. Fucking Trixie? (laughs) Yeah, a very normal Ransom Kansas name. Yeah, it's a normal Midwestern name, yeah. Everyone was obviously watching Jenny lose her shit, including yourselves, as Oscar Butcherson comes up to you guys and hands you all the flyer. 
Hey, hey guys! Uh, so Brent, are, are you coming to that crazy lady's farm tomorrow night? It, it's gonna be wild. Fuck yeah! Try to keep me away. <laughs> I, I won't, I won't. There's gonna be girls there, right? Oh, absolutely. Shut up, Trixie. As long as you're there, Brent. Yeah, oh, that's also yeah. very bold of you to say in front of your girlfriend. Well, uh, you know, she barely listens. What? Now you, you kids stay away from that abandoned property. Places like that, where there's no adult supervision, are dens of sexual miscreancy and and alcohol abuse. And if <laughs> I hear that any of you are going to that party, I'm gonna write a letter and and leave it not uh, passive aggressively on the doorstep of your parents. <laughs> Trudy, am I right? Always so boring. Anyway, what about you, Reed? Are you coming to the party? Uh, I suppose I'll come to the party. Um, I just, I don't know how crazy I will get, but I, I'll, I'll attempt, I'll attempt the party. Uh, Trudy, uh, really is turning me off of this. Uh, you know, I was hoping this would be the one time that I could let loose, uh, but we'll see. I suppose we'll see how it goes, but yes, yes, I'll be there. I have no choice but to personally chaperone the party. To make sure that no one is... Please, for the love of God, don't do that. I'm Taking really goofballs hoping... or, or engaging in in manual uh, uh, handy jobs. <laughs> you, oh, gosh, no. I That picture's in my head and I hate it. Trixie turns to Trudy. You know, honestly, the fact that you don't want this to happen makes it much cooler. <laughs> Sorry, I just got totally confused. <laughs> Trixie and Trudy are close names, to be fair. <laughs> Trixie then turns to Brent. Wow, I'm glad all three of you want to go to this party. Narratively, that is very helpful. Shut up, bitch. That tracks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we will port forward to the next evening. All three of you are getting ready. James, what does Trudy do to prepare for the party later tonight? Uh, to prepare for the party, I, I put on the same kind of flower-patterned dress that I wear every single day, and and I eat a, 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 a my my typical dinner of butter on rice, and I don't get at all excited for the party. That sounds delicious. Uh, can you please bring that if you come, Trudy? Are, are you in her house? Yes. <laughs> Reed takes a turn. Are you hearing my thoughts? Like I said, I like to observe, just never engage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Reed, how old are you? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I haven't decided. Yeah. I am. I am. Uh, I am an old thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so going to this party is a high school kid, an old lady, and a middle-aged. <laughs> Well, I'm chaperoning. Was not expecting to be the portly gentleman. <laughs> I never said portly. I want to make that very clear. You, uh, you me? inferred that. Okay, I didn't. I did say that your shadow was overwhelming, but that doesn't mean exactly. anything. Yeah. I'm eating the tomato off the kid's eye. Yeah, that just means you're gross. That doesn't mean anything else. I'm, I'm a, I'm a gross fat guy, and I'm leaning into it. So. So for the party, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pregame a bit. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta be smart about this. Pregame a bit. 
I'm going to put on my best button-down shirt, and then I'm just going to rip off the sleeves. Mm. Uh, I'm going to wear cut-off shorts. They're a little too short, but that's all right, because it shows my my muscles and my legs. I've been working on those. Yeah, right. I'm ready to the, go. The, the pockets are sticking out of the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very 1988. Yeah. And I, and I, I run a comb through my hair, lick my lip, and I leave. <laughs> And Reed, what do you do to prepare for the party while you're hiding in Trudy's uh, <laughs> inside her sofa or something? I'm hiding. In, I'm hiding in the front bushes as I look through her window. Um, I am going to put on my finest polo shirt and cargo shorts with my Adidas uh, sandals. And I will uh, arrive at the party uh, one minute after it begins. That is bold of Fashionably me. late. That is bold. It is now Halloween night, 2021. We are now at the Ovana farm. Music is blaring from the decrepit farmhouse. There's a keg in the back corner filled with God's milk, a.k.a. Natty Light. I'm next to the nice. keg. <laughs> yeah. And looking upon the barn from the middle of the cornfield is a seemingly inanimate scarecrow. Overhead, the ravens continue to caw. Can you guys, all three of you, do like cawing sounds as an ensemble right now? Three, two, one, go. Someone's not pulling their weight here. (laughs) Brent, you are standing next to the keg as Trixie turns to you and says, This place is so shit. Oh shit, when did you get here? I've been here the whole time. What? Not nice, Brent. Come on. She hits you on the shoulder. Come on. She's smiling, but she hates you. <laughs> the walls are like all scratched up. And it looks like if I blew too hard that the place would fall to the ground. I'm doing a new uh, bicep routine. Can you just take a look at this and tell me what you think? That's hot. I'll be honest with Thank you. you. You ignored everything I just said, which is par for the course. But that is hot. Yeah. So uh, did you bring your friends? Um... Yeah, I brought, like, the two friends that I have who are, to you, currently nameless, and also two out of 250 people who live in this town. So, <laughs> so they're, 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 they're what's there. Anyway, I'm your girlfriend, uh, and it's weird to talk about other women. I got, I got a scholarship. To where? Uh, what are those? What are those plant schools? Oh, well, poison ivy leagues, like Bowling Green, or uh, no football. Got it. B- bowling Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no football. <laughs> Brent, you and everyone around you turn around to hear someone laughing loudly in the corner. It must be one minute after the party because the only guy here with no costume on has has walked in. <laughs> Reed, this is the first time you've come to a party that you were actually invited to. Yeah, How do you uh, like it so far, and what are you doing? Uh, you know what? It's pretty good. Uh, I um, I was really hoping to to befriend uh, Brent because I really would like to consume some alcohol this evening and Natty Ice seems like the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to to share a alcoholic beverage with Brent. Um, at some point this evening, I'm really hoping that I can loosen up, and I I try. I would like to do that. 
Not me. I haven't consumed any alcohol since I stopped going to communion after they passed that terrible Vatican II. <laughs> we see Jesus in the chili, and Trudy has uh, distanced herself from the Catholic faith because wine might be involved. <laughs> Speaking of Trudy... You are outside the barn currently. You have your trusty flashlight with you outside the farmhouse. But right now you have it off, you know, to be stealthy. Mm. On your belt, you have a walkie-talkie that the sheriff slash EMT slash firefighter promised you goes directly to her. And you sneak up to the window of the barn to see what debauchery might be occurring. What do you do? Mm. I guess I... I, I, I I shine the flashlight through the window to see uh, if, I don't know, if there's anybody uh, slow dancing a little too close in there. Oh my god! My eyes! It's like there's 8,000 disco balls. You see uh, Brent trying to convince Reed to do a keg stand, even though he has not yet had his first beer. (laughs) (laughs) Trudy, your hand... As you are looking through the window, kind of grazes upon the outside of the farmhouse. Can you please roll an investigation check for me? First roll of the night! Is that a a d20? That is. Always 20. It was a three! (laughs) Okay. That's that's a number. Uh, I mean, number one, this place is just full of hooligans. You know, Mm -hmm. they must be stopped. And... From the slight graze on the outside of the farmhouse, you know that this place is structurally unsound. And you also realize that you have turned on your flashlight and most of the people inside the barn can now see you. Uh, well, I'm not. That does not deter me. I scowl defiantly and say, I'm watching all you youngsters. If any of you even think about snorting goofball spray, I'm going to turn you all into the FBI. (laughs) Trixie comes over and opens the window. Lady, we can't hear anything you're saying. I I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) It is at this moment that you feel a tremor. The foundation of the farmhouse and the house behind you completely starts shaking. And the ceiling of the farmhouse caves in. Everybody inside of the house, please roll a d20 to see if they dodge it. Ten. Seven. It's really going to be funny when Adam's character just dies 15 <laughs> minutes into the story. <laughs> it was my first time. My first party. Yeah, first drink. I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> Not even drunk yet. This is bullshit. Just trying. <laughs> Brent and Reed, you both take three points of bludgeoning damage. Shit oh balls. What did we have to get to completely dodge that? 11. Oh, oh good. <laughs> yeah. I made it pretty low. I am I, I 100% predicted this exact situation. Ryan, you got to remember, if, if we have no modifiers, then 10 is a 50-50 shot. I do know math. Okay, just making sure. Because <laughs> 11 means that we were more likely to fail than succeed. I understand that, but I will also I will retort to that with this. When things happen instead of not happen, actual plays that are on the internet and our podcasts, I would argue are more interesting. That's fair. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure you weren't making DCs of like 18. No, no. I I have really tried to make this as much like a thing happens rather than not happens as humanly possible. Okay, good. (laughs) 
We're all just rolling like trash. Which one of you rolled higher? I did. I did a seven. Okay. I got a 10. Brent, you are covered in ashes and wood shavings and actual pieces of wood that have fallen from the ceiling. Although your strong, sturdy body withheld under the force of of most of it. Oh, man, on my nice shirt? Shit. (laughs) And my cut-off jeans? (laughs) This dust is covering up my definition. (laughs) My cut-off shirt as well? (laughs) Although you do look at your triceps, and the dust does make the definition pretty sweet. That's not that bad. (laughs) Nice. Hey, Trick, Trixie. Trixie? She's alive. She's fine. She's, she's dead. <laughs> oh, hey. Trixie, check out, check out these triceps. She's my way into the story. She needs to live. Anyway. <laughs> um, because you rolled higher, you see that from the ceiling and now has dropped onto the top of the Natty Light keg, a wood carving of a raven is sitting there, also covered in ash. What do you do? Bird! I pick it up. You notice that on the bottom of it, the word Victor is inscribed. I am the Victor. I win. (laughs) Trudy, because you didn't go in previously, you now walk in and you become in this moment a bit of a motherly figure. As you said, you have chosen not to be a mother. That's a choice you've made and nothing external has ever caused that. But you now turn on your flashlight lighting the way and you start trying to get people out of the rubble. How does that scene go? You foolish children. I knew that this party would be nothing but trouble. And now some of you have been crushed by... By falling debris, and others of you have had your innocence stolen forever by sexual promiscuity. Please uh, follow the sound of my voice, and and, and I, I'll make sure each one of you gets to safety, as is my job as captain of the neighborhood watch. I throw my football at her. Dink! Do I have to roll for that? Yeah, roll for that. Brent Cranston, you are the, the town's 14. A number one troublemaker. And and you are at the top of the list of the neighborhood watch most wanted. And I have my eye on you. With a 14, you hit her in the boob. <laughs> Small target. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Okay. Ooh. Trixie, Trixie, Trixie. Did you see that? Yeah. Trixie. Yeah, I saw it. I got her. It was, I got her. It was pretty <laughs> good. I like that. Can you get Can you get the ball? Can you get my ball? No. I got, But I got this bird, so can you get the ball? <sighs> that's a good point. Okay, and Trixie goes over and gets the ball and then brings it back to you. She is still has yeah. like she her forehead is bleeding, like the blood's going into her mouth. She doesn't realize it, and she's just like, "Here's your ball." Yeah, thanks. He's polite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is very polite. That's a good point. As the party empties out into the tall, lively ocean of a cornfield, the birds above continue to circle like buzzards and begin cawing as they see you all walk forward. Can everybody, right now, roll me a d20? Yes. Four. Five. <laughs> nice. Sick. <laughs> Natural one. Fourteen. Look at me. I'm carrying the team here. Obviously, Trudy is a, uh, a strong-willed and competent person. I think we can all tell that. <laughs> she's, a, she's a bush old lady. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Trudy, for rolling the highest, you get to have the first 
order or chaos mechanic in the game. Now, for the right. audience listening, this is pretty straightforward. This is a fork in the road. Uh, one side is order. The other is chaos. It affects the entire rest of the story. And uh, it also affects immediately what happens right afterwards. The person assigned the order or chaos choice may make it a vote or can keep it to themselves and choose whatever they would like. They can base it off of what they like in real life, just like outside of the character, or they can do a role-playing version of it and decide, in James's case, what Trudy would do. All right, well, uh, I'm, I think just mix things up here. I'll go with chaos. I mean, I don't really feel like I need to justify it character-wise because it's been established that Trudy is an idiot, <laughs> and so she might just arbitrarily make a bad decision. That's wonderful news, and I'm glad you chose that. The party then walks straight into the cornfield, like they are being called to the center. Trudy, you decide to follow the youths, although it isn't much of a choice. You feel like a pull is happening in your chest, bringing you along. Reed, you walk alongside Trudy, turning her flashlight on and off because you liked the tactile button touch. Mm, yeah, that feels good. And suddenly, you all hear a blood-curdling scream and realize, <gasps> It's Trixie! What? Trixie! Trixie! Isn't that your Trixie! Girlfriend? I dropped my ball. Where is it? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> you all walk through the ocean of corn and enter the center of the field. A ten-foot diameter circle is there with no corn whatsoever. And a scarecrow is gobbling up Trixie as she disappears down the scarecrow's gullet. The ravens swoop in and white smoke emanates from the scarecrow's mouth directly into theirs. My ball! What what just happened? Isn't, Isn't that your girlfriend? Oh, yeah, Trixie! <laughs> Did you forget that that was your girlfriend? Shut up! I'm not an idiot. I'm going to a, a school. This is me from college. the grave, and I'm pissed. <laughs> you said you brought your friends, right? <laughs> I won't go home alone. <laughs> um, I'm grieving. Yeah, this is my form of grieving. <laughs> You can all clearly see as you look upon the scarecrow that in its back is the hilt of a carving knife. From its moth-eaten clothing, it sticks out, and it's obviously the silver dagger, and it's stuck in the scarecrow's wooden frame. The ravens above you begin to scream in delight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do the ensemble caw again. I'm being lazy this time. <laughs> yeah. You guys can call. Well, you can't be lazy anymore because, Trudy, you are first up. You are currently 10 feet away from the Scarecrow. And your moving distance, by the way, everyone's, is 5 feet. A dash is 10. And wow. Lightning fast. Yep. And it's To be fair, the the... The circle that you are in of where anything can happen is 40 feet in diameter. So okay, fair pretty enough. small. And Trudy, can you please explain what you'll be using for your weapon? Do I have my heavy flashlight? You sure do. It's on your side. 
I'm gonna lift it like a cudgel, and and because it's you know it's like a mag light, and those are pretty heavy. In fact, I'm pretty sure like if you hit someone with one, it would do a lot of damage. Oh, you could kill someone with one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I say, get thee behind me, Satan, <laughs> and I I, I swing. What are you a poet? <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I love that. What are you a poet? You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> did you did, did James read the Bible to prep for this this game? I fucking hope so. I uh, I approach the monster crow and I lift the heavy mag light as if to to smack it in the head with it. Okay, then roll a d twenty. Is a ten. Oh, the flashlight you have goes right past the head of the scarecrow. Ha ha ha. Nice be like, try. Caw, caw, caw. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really just miss a stationary object? It was a really good attempt, Trudy. I hope you can get it next time. <laughs> get a room. I, I just uh, appreciate uh, her. I just appreciate her gumption. <laughs> Is that what they call it these days? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I know I just said that dash is 10 feet and then you can't do anything after that, but immediately that's boring. So you can just go 10 feet and then do an action. <laughs> that's changed. Okay. Anyway, the next one up is the Scarecrow, who Balls. immediately in front of you, Trudy, just becomes translucent. You can see right through the Scarecrow. He's gone. Where did it go? <laughs> and Brent, you feel something teleport behind you. Reed, you are Shit. now up. Oh, I'm up. Good. Um, well, my weapon is excuses. <laughs> wait. Wait. Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So you, I just you, you don't have off, a weapon? <laughs> I just spout off my words or I can make people sleep <laughs> by talking for a very long time. You're like, listen, uh, bird, uh, I would come over there and kick your ass, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Scarecrow, I, I need you to, to, to listen to me for a second. I, I know you, you have lots of moves in your repertoire, but but to uh, keep us uh, three vagabonds uh, in in uh, a battle with asleep. you, for, uh, for, for we have no idea. We're in the middle of this cornfield. I mean, I remember when uh, Farmer Dale was doing was farming they were thatching these farms and now you've ruined it with this giant circle what are you doing? uh things that happen um it, it doesn't uh, doesn't make sense to me there, there's no reason for us to be oh my here. god i was boring. really hoping to have a beer with brent but but here we are in the middle of this cornfield uh we're attacking you with flashlights Did you not feel and, the ground tremor i'm incredibly powerful so I, I don't understand why you're doing this to us uh, ho hold on one second I, I, let me get something out of my pocket here i just Okay, sorry. I had a Twinkie. I was really hungry. So I, 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 I so I, I don't, I don't know uh, what what to do next here. I am kind of at a loss here. I was really hoping to do to to have a, a party time with some new Brent friends that snoring. I haven't met yet. And um, I just uh, can 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 we? What can you to tell me? Tell me what you'd like from Did us. You say can Brent you starts snoring. Yeah, you've accidentally put everyone around you to sleep. In fact, Trudy and Brent also roll me a d twenty. Uh, and Adam, you roll a d20 and you let me know what it is. Oh, we're a contested right roll. Mm. Roll low, Adam. 17. I got a 13. 
Fuck! I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> I've never paid attention to anything as well as I did that. <laughs> uh, tr- Trudy, with your natural 20, you never have to sleep ever again. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a 20. Wow. Yeah, pretty intense. What's the difference between a natural 20 and a regular 20? Uh, so, a natural 20 means that he rolled a 20. Oh. You could, if we had modifiers, you could get like a 15 plus 5 right. oh, and get an unnatural 20. It would be called like a dirty gotcha. 20, usually. A dirty, a dirty, dirty, dirty 20. A dirty whore. <laughs> 20 on ice. So, side side note, Ryan, we need to get Adam in a D&D session. Oh, absolutely. Play. He'd be awesome at it. Yeah. So so Trudy is... Uh, he could just play Whistlepig. Uh, he could play Whistlepig. I, I could just play Whistlepig. Honestly, Oh, yo, sidebar, I actually decided. I'll do it. In the summer, so like there are 18 episodes. It goes throughout the school year. But in the summer, I want to play a D&D campaign with you guys set in the world. And like yep. have that be like two episodes a month of a short D&D campaign that like alters the next season. You know what I mean? It'd be oh, pretty, cool. Yep. It'd be pretty cool. I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. Anyway, Trudy... Is never asleep. Yeah. Not asleep now. Uh, Brent is very much asleep. What did Brent roll? Trixie's still very dead. 13. You rolled a 13? Nope. Brent actually oh, makes he's... it through. And oh, he's shit. Makes it also through. not okay. asleep. You're just incredibly bored. <laughs> and what did you say about Trixie? Trixie is dead. Tr- yeah, Trixie is very dead. Trixie was sucked up into a raven. Wait, I thought the, I thought the scarecrow ate Trixie. <laughs> no, yo, the scarecrow ate Trixie and then white smoke came out of the scarecrow's mouth and directly into a raven above it who then sucked oh. her essence up amazing so so i that scarecrow was the scarecrow is, is the scarecrow asleep the scarecrow is asleep oh wow. my nice. gosh guys we defeated Actually, the scarecrow <laughs> the goat over here <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to the scarecrow yep. and I'm gonna punch it in the face. That's great news because you are next, and that's exactly you don't have yeah. to walk up to the scarecrow. It is an inch behind you. Oh right, it's behind me. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch the scarecrow in the face. Okay. I I rolled a three. You don't do that. <laughs> the scarecrow is asleep. Guys, I had so much natty. Light. How did you miss? Did you have no, too much beer? Brent? I'm drunk and I'm pretty horny, so I couldn't. <laughs> and my girlfriend no just died. By the way, that's not in. How is that not a part of the the bulleted points of my? Of nah, my I'm pretty sure it's the natty light. <laughs> it's really weighing me down. That's fair. That's fair. My only weakness. Can you actually being so close? Can you roll another d20 for me? Sure, I get advantage on this roll. Yeah. 15. Okay. That is going to hit. Please roll a d4 for damage. D4 damage. Three damage. Okay. The scarecrow is very asleep, but you punched it in the gut and you saw some hay just like fly in a poof into the air. Does it it come out of its mouth? No, it comes out of its butt. All right, that works too. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) I made the scarecrow fart. (laughs) That's pretty funny. You realize, Trudy, that your walkie-talkie has been on this entire time. And the way you realize that is that from down the road, you see an ambulance coming. Trudy, you were lojacked? The authorities have arrived. Now that the police are here, they will take the scarecrow to prison. 
Where it belongs. Just <laughs> <laughs> scarecrow. Party prison. goers, scatter! Brent, you also realize, even though uh, you came so close to missing, as you punch this scarecrow in the front, you uh, come back with your fist and you look at your the middle of your middle finger and you are bleeding slightly. You punch all the way through and the silver dagger actually impaled you by a, like a 0.1 inch in the middle of your hand. So you are reminded in that moment that uh, a dagger is in the back of the scarecrow. Can I grab that dagger as a bonus action? You cannot. And okay. Trudy is up. Did I take any damage for that? Uh, no, you 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 walked that shit off. Okay. What is the current state of, of the scarecrow? It is asleep. Hey, Trudy! And in front of Brent. Trudy! 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 Yeah, yeah. What, what is it, Brent? Look, I'm all for having a good time, but someone brought a knife to this party. I, I think maybe you should take it. Oh, according to the local city ordinance, <laughs> no blade over four inches may be carried at any time. Uh, uh, as a member of the neighborhood watch, I hereby uh, uh, confiscate this knife from you, Scarecrow. And I, I'm going to be telling the constable about this because this is a class one misdemeanor. Okay. You show that Scarecrow. You uh, walk up to the Scarecrow and you go to take the knife out of its back. Can you please roll me a d20? It's a 10. Okay. Can you roll it again, please? <laughs> Is a 13. You try to take the knife out of the back of the scarecrow. You budget a tiny little bit, but it will not come out. And because I gave you advantage of that, because I just really wanted it to happen, I'm going to say that's the end of your turn. Okay. <laughs> so now Brent and Trudy are right next to the scarecrow and read you are up wow well um i suppose i i will uh dash forward toward the scarecrow for my 10 foot dash 20 and foot. 20 foot it's 20 foot you can fly yeah he changed it he changed it to 10 feet and then 20 foot dash oh you can just well, go places when you want to. Wonderful. I'm going to walk up to the scarecrow um, who's sitting there. And so, again, my weapon is an excuse for spell damage. So, Oh, you're a mage. Sure. He is technically a bard, actually. He's I'm a bard. bard. Yeah, he, he's oh. using cutting words. That's, That's correct. This is uh, insane that this is happening on the night of this Halloween party. Because I fucking hate Halloween. I shall not engage in this pagan blasphemy. Uh, but if you guys didn't know, I am just dressed as an alien who's trying to pass as a human being. That That is... That's what I was going for. Um, so I'm going to roll my dice for spell damage. Do you have like a post-it on you that just says alien? I have a list. <laughs> it, would say, it would say not an alien. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, uh, yeah. yeah not not, it, it says not an alien. <laughs> it's in fact, it's on my front and on my back may be an alien. What I will say to that is that if no. the scarecrow is not asleep, that was no. a very good excuse and you would have gotten advantage. But because it's asleep no. and can barely hear you, uh, you can roll a d20 once, like, you know, a normal roll, and see how it goes. Disadvantage? No, no disadvantage, 12. just regular. 12? Okay. 12. Yep. God damn it. 
Why? What's that? What does that mean? It means that the scarecrow is asleep and did not hear you. Wonderful. So, <laughs> I, I'll, I, I mean, I can't. Can I kick it? I have no other weapon. You know what? Besides, my you know excuses. what, Adam? I mean, Reed. <laughs> Try to kick it. Yes. Try to kick it. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to kick it. Yeah. Um, square and it's nuts. Yeah, I mean, Im- improvised weapon in D and D, you just you can do damage equal to your strength. Yeah, try, try oh, to okay. kick it. You know, what? I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and kick it right in the nuts. Uh, so I'm gonna roll. What do you want? A four? No, no, you gotta hit first. Roll a d20. D20. I got you. Hold on. Two. That's. <laughs> I did he not. He kicks and falls on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I kick and I, I did a football kick like like Charlie. Brown. I'm gonna say you do your kick <laughs> and you yeah. miss so poorly that you kick Trudy where her nuts would be if she was a, a man person. I, I oh my gosh, Trudy, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to kick you. Ow, um, my grundle! <laughs> did you just kick your girlfriend? Are Reed and Trudy uh, dating? You, I mean, you guys came together, didn't you? Boy, I hope not. <laughs> I haven't been on a date since VE Day. Would you like to go to coffee? I'm kind of shipping Reed and Trudy, though. I'll be honest. Yeah, I know. It's it's happening. I mean, he's he's hiding in her house. He was playing with her flashlight. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. You know, I was, I was turning it on and off, if you get my yeah. drift. And now it's Brent's turn. All right, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna turn to Trudy and be like, "Come on, old lady, get out of the way. Let me show you how to pull out a knife." Oh dear. I'm gonna. Put, I'm gonna kind of shove Trudy out of the way. I'm gonna shoulder check her a little bit. Not hard. Not. I'm not trying to hurt her. She's old. Roll Just a d twenty. Oh come on. No. All right. Uh, I got a two. Okay, you don't do any damage, but she is pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she has every right to be pissed. Uh, I'm gonna grab that dagger and I'm gonna uh, kiss my my uh, my biceps. Yep. Come on, Brent. Then, get get that then, dagger. Uh, does there. kissing my biceps give me advantage on this? It does. All right. Uh, I got a, a fucking two and a you, natural twenty. You're what? doing poorly. Okay. So, Brent. You fumble at first. Uh, you just saw a lady get kicked in the grundle and you were laughing too hard to do anything yeah. at first. <laughs> but at, at some point you do get a hold of yourself and you are just like generally, uh, pretty buff. So you reach around, which you have some, uh, uh, you have Sexy. some experience in and you, Take no the silver dagger. What are you implying? <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's not an implication. He likes the western. It is he, just he like the western. Yeah, it's just like a straight up. It's what you feel and what you do. You take the silver <laughs> carving knife out of the scarecrow's back, who in that moment wakes up and <laughs> completely wakes up <laughs> and is very pissed off. In that moment, can you please roll me a d4? A D4, yes. Three. The Scarecrow takes three points of damage as its body is uncorked. Uncorked. And you now have a silver dagger in your left hand, and your right hand is still for punching. So uh, both of them are two separate attack rolls from here on out, and both of them would do... A D4's worth of damage. I uh, do. I still have movement. Can I? Can I back up from the scream? Uh, yeah. You can move back. You can move any direction in ten feet. I'm gonna like stumble away. I mean, I'm still a little tipsy. 
And uh, I'm going to walk towards Reed, who... Uh, now, I, I now like... Chad, as the DM extraordinaire, yeah. uh, for a scarecrow, a bad guy, who just woke up, should he, as you choose to leave, should he take a swipe at you, you think? If I were the DM, and you were the player, and you tried to back away... I would take a swipe at you. I sure would. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, baby. I've been waiting for this for six years. <laughs> he takes a swipe at you, but he's still a little drowsy and does not hit. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I do a little, like, football, like, like dodge and weave. Yeah. Or no, actually, I, I, st- I try to, but I'm drunk, so I stumble. But I, like, drunken fist my way out of it. Yeah. You're a bit of a monk drunken master, I think, Brent is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, I'll take it. Yeah. A drunken monk. <laughs> uh, Trudy, <laughs> you are standing right next to the scarecrow who just shouted to the sky, ravens still circling around all of you, looking like they're waiting to see what this fight will end as. And what do you do now? I say, then uh, you're coming with me, and you're going to talk to the sheriff. And I, I, I attempt to seize the scarecrow uh, by the wrist. Okay. Uh, you are attempting to gain wrist control. Please roll a d20. Yeah, it's 18. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. You have that wrist, baby. You can kind of move that scarecrow wherever you want. Right, and I'm pulling him towards the oncoming uh, uh, flashing lights. The ambulance, by the way, as you point that out, is about to roll up the driveway. But the driveway is about 40 feet from where you stand right now. And in between you and that driveway is a lot of corn. That mm-hmm. is not flat ground like where you are standing in this moment. Right, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Uh, Trudy's not really thinking about this from a logical, mathematical perspective. She's just thinking, I always do what I want and get my way, so I'm going to drag this scarecrow over to the ambulance. Wait, so you, the- you're unable to <laughs> remove the dagger from the back of the, the scarecrow, but you're able to remove the scarecrow from the ground? Well, the scarecrow yeah, m- removed Slip- himself Slipper. from he's the a, ground. He's ambulatory, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, so the scarecrow's like, <laughs> and just kind of gets. You're in, you're in trouble now, scarecrow. Can you, can you have him by the ear yes. instead? <laughs> so you are currently dragging the scarecrow to the to the doctor cop. Yeah, the doctor slash EMT slash firefighter slash cop. She does all of that. Uh, okay, this scarecrow is now up. Thankfully, it is actually attached to a human being. So the scarecrow is going to try to lean forward and bite the shit out of you. Shit. And it succeeds. Ooh. Reed, you're going to let that scarecrow bite your woman? Uh, you know, <laughs> she's not she's not my woman, but I mean I wouldn't be opposed to a little nibble myself. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Just uh for canon purposes, Trudy is not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I think just for canon purposes, Reed, I don't think is either, but also like yeah. he he his personality, you know? Ver- yeah, his personality that's, that's- is very disturbing. <laughs> you know, I just He's been living in your basement for five months now. Give him a no, break. No, I was just peering through the front bushes. Get off me. In either case, Trudy, you take four points of just like regular oh, old damage. 
regular, <laughs> regular all damage. It's that, it's that good, good kind not of damage. Bite, not bite damage. Nah, it's just that good, good. Reed, it is now your turn. Are you gonna turn into a werewolf? Um, here, ha- hang, hang on. I, I would turn into a werewolf, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tr- Trudy, hang on, hang on a second. It looks like you're struggling a little bit with this scarecrow. You have just been bitten. Um, let me attempt to help you, uh, get the scarecrow over the corn. So can I, Ryan, uh, help her get the scarecrow through the corn? And while I'm doing that, I just am making small talk that happens to negatively affect the scarecrow with my spells. I'm trying to find a way to use these damn excuses as a weapon. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good excuse to use in real life all the things that are available to you. So I will say, yeah, yeah you can dash and like push the scarecrow okay. or her along with you. Although right I will say that does entail touching her, which might give her the wrong idea. Okay. I'll, that's a risk I'm willing to take. I gotta say, I'm loving the subplot. Yeah, me too. It, it is <laughs> The secret war of romance gone wrong. It is obviously the best thing that's come out of this entire podcast. And so, yes, um, you cannot damage the Scarecrow while you do this, but you can absolutely okay. increase their speed on Trudy's next turn. All right, so I will do that instead of attempting to do spell damage. Okay. Um, advantage because he's grappled? Who? Tr- uh, the Scarecrow? Yeah, uh, it, completely advantage. Please roll a d20. 10. Roll it again, please. 19. You Ooh. succeed as you run over Wonderful. to the Scarecrow. You put one hand on his back. You feel your hand yep. almost goes into the Scarecrow where Whoa. the silver Whoa. dagger was recently pulled from. So you feel oh, like you... Good thing you took that dagger, Brent. Yeah, you feel like you get an extra grip on the Scarecrow's back as I'm well gripping, as you put your hand on the back of Ooh. Trudy. And yeah, uh, this is nice. in that moment, you and Trudy <laughs> lock eyes. Oh, my, oh my God. God. What? Hi. Uh... Who are you again? <laughs> are, you the, are, you the, are you the creepy man that walks around my basement? No, I'm I'm Reed Reed Coleman. I'm just here I'm, to help I'm you. <laughs> I'm here to help you move this demonic scarecrow into the ambulance. I'm super normal guy. I'm a normal guy. Just touching your back. Oh god. Oh Jesus. Okay, it okay. is Brent's turn. Um, Brent, uh, lo- looking at the situation, realizing that the scarecrow seems like it's pretty much taken care of. I'm going to take out my uh, my raven statue, and I'm going to hold it up, and I'm going to be like, "They gave me this the, my trophy early, but I totally won." And I'm going to hold it up, and I'm going to shout, "Victor!" As you do that. All of the ravens that are flying overhead start to dive bomb you. That's unfortunate. I, uh, allow it. Weird. Uh, this is, okay. This is allow good. it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I dive into the into the brush. I try to jump into like if there's any t- uh, like tall corn stalks around me. Yep. I try to dive in, cover my head. Yeah, it's weird that the 10-foot diameter around the Scarecrow had nothing there. In fact, also it's weird that the corn not being taken care of over the past, like, two or three decades is still totally cool. But you also 
can see that there is a patch of corn that you can dive into. Please roll a d20 and see how you do. 15. You successfully dive into a patch of corn and the first raven swoops by you. But there are three more that you're going to have to contend with. Okay, so there's three more coming. Um, I want to take out my dagger and I'm just going to kind of like hold it up in a place where like if they came at me, they might like run into the dagger. But really, I'm looking at the uh, at the raven statue and I want to see like if it's doing anything. If it like looks like it's like glowing or if it's like moving or something. As the ravens get closer to the raven statue, it does begin to glow red and you are readying an action basically putting the dagger into the air and yeah, one moment please. <laughs> uh the second raven flies directly into it and impales itself on the dagger. <laughs> Well, that worked to your benefit. The raven's eyes blink red in that moment and go, We will eat you! As the life fades from its eyes. I just realized that the raven's voice in that moment was Veamus the Bastard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that does conclude your turn. Although when it comes back up, do understand that uh, two other ravens have entered the initiative order. Okay. And it now is Trudy's turn. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to forcefully drag the scarecrow towards the Doctor Cup. Okay, you advance and you are at the edge of the cornfield, about to be a foot in front of where the ambulance is looking to you to about to stop. You're gonna get such a nasty ticket. You're gonna they're gonna make you pay the court fines too. <laughs> it is now the scarecrow's turn. Trudy, please make a uh I guess contested strength roll. Just roll a D twenty for me. Uh I got a one. Oh shit. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wait, but doesn't 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 Reed have uh, grip on it too? Yeah, I'm pushing. You're pushing, Reed, but that is... And you know what? Your fingers, your little fingies, are My sort fingers. of inside the back of they the scarecrow. Oh, 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 if you know what I mean. Your fingers yeah. all up in the scarecrow. <laughs> Trixie's not into that shit. I will say that because a one was just rolled by Trudy, that you can roll, but you are going to... Roll at a disadvantage. So please right. roll twice and take the lower number. All right. First one is eight. Second one is 19. So eight. So as the scarecrow breaks the bond that Trudy had on its wrist, its head turns 180, looking at you, Reed, and goes, Dear How do you think you can hold me? And in that moment, completely disappears. Brent, to your right, has been Oscar Butcherson, not being helpful the entire time, and has in fact been hiding behind one stalk of corn. Hey guys! The scarecrow teleports behind him and opens its mouth completely, the void, the black Ah, of its mouth, overtaking all of his head, and Oscar falls down to the ground. And he is dead. Hey, Oscar, Oscar, this is a, this is a great party, man. I like that. I like that you brought entertainment. <laughs> Birds are a little much, though. They're kind of freaking me out. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar. I didn't get a flyer, but apparently 
was also invited. From the scarecrow's mouth, a white smoke emanates and goes straight towards the raven that is dive-bombing you, Brent. Three feet away from you, and you see the raven is now clouded by a white smoke. And then, like you're watching the movie Tenant, and it's going in reverse, it just (laughs) goes into the raven's mouth. Shit. What are you smoking, dude? (laughs) And Reed, you are now pushing nothing, and it is your turn. Oh, I'm pushing nothing. Okay, so I stumble forward, obviously, because I I no longer have grip on anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to acknowledge to Brent that sick impalement, uh, I was really rooting for you. I still want to have that beer with you. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it. I, I just I I'm not drunk enough to dress up for Halloween. Uh, that's why I am the way I am. I'd like to fix this. Reed has been rolling slowly for the past few rounds, but when the rubble fell down from the farmhouse, the keg kind of turned on its side, and since <laughs> you are near the edge of the cornfield. The keg now rolls and clanks you right in the ankle. What a fortuitous opportunity. <laughs> um, I grab the keg and um, and I do a, a self-keg stand. You cannot accomplish a self-keg stand. No, it's not. I don't know you if that's must Is that possible? gain the help <laughs> of whoever might be next to you. Oh, well, Trudy, my lady... I'm going to need you to hold my ankles. <laughs> Why are you doing this right now? Would this accomplish something? I, I, maybe. I, I've, I need it. I need it. I am. <laughs> I'm a terrible alcoholic. I'm a, I, I low key would like to become an alcoholic. So it seems more fun than what I'm doing right now. I, yeah, this seems more fun than demonic scarecrows. Uh, this will numb the pain. Can you just hold my ankles? Oh, uh, if you say so. Although, uh, don't I must look down say, my shorts. Drinking to excess is is a sin. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Dr- uh, dressing up was against my religious beliefs, so I haven't done that. What church do you go to again? Uh, uh one that you've never heard of. <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> Reed, your legs go high up into the air as Trudy's immense strength you did not see coming lifts you up. Jesus, lady. Oh, my God. Brent, from afar, you see this happening. Uh, What is your reaction? I, um... As he's getting impaled by ravens. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just to be clear, there's a scarecrow next to my face who just ate somebody. You're getting attacked by a scarecrow. And there's two ravens that are dive-bombing me. I look over at Reed, and I I make eye contact, and I just kind of tip my head and, like, (laughs) kind of, like, give him a little salute. Yeah, that's right. A, little, a, a tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, Brent. And and then uh, I'm going to turn to the scarecrow, and I'm going to... <sighs> I'm going to use my one-two punch. Okay. Was that my was that my turn, by the way? Keg standing? It was not your turn, no. You were just being very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-two punch the scarecrow. Okay, please roll uh, two d20s. Um, I got a 12 and a 14. 
Okay, so you try to punch with your right hand, and again, it just kind of flies by, but your new silver dagger does make purchase, and you lodge it into the what would be hip of the scarecrow. Please roll a d4 for damage. Two. And side note, Ryan, I really appreciate that it made purchase. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing that's ever been said by anybody in the world. <laughs> I will point out as the order goes back to the beginning that the ambulance has now pulled up, and the town EMT slash sheriff slash firefighter Gray Sloan steps out of the vehicle, wondering what the heck is going on here. Officer, I was holding down the situation for you as captain of the of the the the, the neighborhood watch. One of these mischief night pranksters is dressed like a magical scarecrow monster and has sicked his strange pet birds on us. <laughs> you're holding more than the uh, you know. You're holding me. Yeah, Reed. Also, I think yeah, this yeah. guy is a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding him into a keg stand. <laughs> what Gray walks in on is you holding Reed up <laughs> in a keg stand. The outcast. Uh, Trudy, please. Can you please put Reed down? I beg of you. We don't want another incident like Easter. I was just trying to do my duty. For the Hold on, I'm almost done. <laughs> this is, I just want to say, so disrespectful. I got your call from the walkie-talkie. It's been on, by the way, this whole time. And it, this show that you guys have been putting on about the Scarecrow and about the Ravens, honestly, like, leave Jenny alone. She has been through enough, okay? I, 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 I myself do not get any respect anymore, okay? The, the, the woman earlier has just been echoing through my mind about how her, her child was burning from the inside out and she just didn't care. And now I come to the goddamn middle of Kansas where it is flat as fuck and I see you the most upstanding woman of the entire community holding Reed Coleman on a keg after pretending to be attacked by a scarecrow? Yeah, that's right, baby. P- a point of order. Can I uh, Can I turn to the scarecrow and just gesture towards this person who's appeared and kind of imply that I want the scarecrow to eat this person? Oh, absolutely. I do that. Perfect. I, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Dr. Sheriff. I'm deeply ashamed. <sighs> Peyton Reed, what have you gotten me into? <laughs> you say Peyton Reed? <laughs> <laughs> Brent, you look over at the scarecrow. The scarecrow then looks over to where you're looking at and goes, <laughs> And, Trudy, do you want to do anything else on your turn other than talk to Gray Sloan? I want to, like, let, like, without warning, let go of Reed's legs. Understood. <laughs> Reed, uh, please roll a d4 for me. Two. You take two points of bludgeoning damage as you hit the right. ground. Someone, someone took damage oh, besides me. Hard. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Trudy. I thought we had a thing going Your on. head actually bounces off the keg. Oh, so Jesus. it would be more like it would be, ching ching. Yeah, you kind of hit twice. Yeah. 
So so eight points again. (laughs) (laughs) If this was a cartoon, there would be uh, birds all around your head. Yeah, everybody (laughs) as a crowd do the bird noise. (laughs) I think it depends on what cartoon you're watching. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think it was the uh, the crow skit we did in high school. Caw. <laughs> right. In this instant, you hit the ground, and when you look up, the scarecrow is now directly behind Gray Sloan. Oh my god! Do I, do I do anything? <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- just... I shout out, "Yeah, do it, man! This party's awesome!" Am I seeing this? I think I'm drunk now. Yeah, everybody <laughs> is seeing this, but the scarecrow just rolled a natural one. Uh, ah. So the scarecrow goes to bite Gray Sloan, and Gray is like, oh, no, hey, who is this? Who is this right now? I, I, listen, I am not in the mood for these things. The scarecrow. <sighs> Bites down, but completely misses and falls headfirst into the ground. The gourd goes flying 10 feet away from his body. And so now the scarecrow is in two. Uh, Gray looks over at you, Reed, and goes, Oh my God, you hit your head pretty hard. Oh yeah. Gray takes out a syringe and puts it into the side of your neck. Jesus. And you get healed for oh. three points of damage, and you are back up to maximum hit points. Oh. Oh, wow. Gray, thank you so much. I'm still very inebriated now because of this natural light beer keg that happened upon me. <laughs> and thankfully, natural. Reed, it is now your turn. The Scarecrow is in front of you in two separate pieces. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, you know, much like um much like uh this Halloween uh it was it was uh disappointing how the reason you know, the reason why I don't wear a Halloween costume, Scarecrow, is because I I lost my parents in a tragic Halloween related accident. Jesus I really don't want to Christ. Talk about. Oh, the geez. lore. The whoa, lore. Whoa, whoa. Bringing down the party, dude. The uh, vibes. Uh, you know, uh, Mm. Yep. I have extremely sensitive skin. <laughs> uh, you know what, Reed? I also have a backstory involving a tragic Halloween accident. You see, Do I was tell. involved bond. in a tragic Halloween accident with my entire family, which left me with permanent amnesia. <laughs> and, and I'm told I had a son, but we I, I've never been able to reconnect, and he's lost forever. I'm, I've been told that you can't dream about him either because you've never been able to sleep. Uh, are you you making up that part of my backstory? Like, nope, nope. You literally can't sleep. We rolled. That, that's a new thing, though. Oh, so, okay. also has Trudy and Reed been hitting on each other? But they are mother and son. Is that what's happening right now? That's that's for the audience to interpret. Oh, uh, understood. Understood. Okay. Brent has no idea what's going on. Yeah, he's just chilling. <laughs> he's like, oh, those stories are... Uh, I don't even are, know what's going are. on. As you're listening to this, Brent, the ravens are mere inches from your eyes. And Reed, so this is what you've chosen to do with your turn, Reed? Yeah, I made an excuse in front of the scarecrow. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yep. uh, which part of the scarecrow are you attacking, its body or its head? 
Um, I'm gonna go for its head because that's where I think needs we need to take most of the damage out of to murder it. Okay, roll a d20. D20. 20! Oh, it is shit. a 20. Woo, natural 20! Okay. It is a natty 20. I will say this with a natural 20. <laughs> natty, natty you 20. do full damage, which is four. Awesome. Yep. And you also put the head to sleep with your oh, I put the head. very mm. boring words. So, wow. you know, I was I was going to wear a costume, but it, it would have offended a lot of people, so I didn't. But, um, right. I, you know, on on my way here i was on the it was on the train station and um you know i was i was walking through the 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 station and i, and I saw in the middle uh, of this very scarecrow. very boring speech the uh the body of the scarecrow uh, a voice emanates from it uh, gourd gourd are you okay also my body can speak very interesting I uh, I gesture to the birds to dive bomb Reed. <laughs> they do not do that. <laughs> and they immediately attack you. They both uh, go around your outstuck knife and... This is going to go be bad for me. You take... Well, do they hit? Oh, yeah, they hit. They both hit. Oh, uh, okay. And you take seven points of damage. Shit, guys. This party... I mean, come on. We're all trying start, to have a good time. I'm starting to lose my buzz here. It's no longer <laughs> yeah. a party, but I'm I mean, wasted, guys. I, I, I feel like if I were to compare myself to be like healthy versus being dead, I'm like right around the middle. <laughs> yeah, just like mathematically. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm good at math. I'm going to college. I like I like the idea that Reed was going to wear an offensive costume, and then that's the reason why. Although he already said he was an alien dressed as a person. Okay. I mean, no, he's not an alien. <laughs> I'm not an alien. That was the costume. It's going to turn out that he's an alien the whole That'd time. That'd be pretty sweet. I don't think these excuses are even true. <laughs> I, don't think he's, I think he's just making excuses. Yeah. His spell is lies. I, <laughs> he was going to be Norm MacDonald, and then he was like, no. No, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Brent, you see the ravens who just attacked you both in each eyeball. Uh, they don't take out your <laughs> eyes, but they do some damage to the lids. And they do kind of a oval above you as they go back up to prepare to dive back in. You are still prone on the ground with a dagger in the air. It is now Brent's turn. I uh, I, I get up and I dust off my, uh, my cutoff shorts and I, I I scan around and I, I so the there's the scarecrow's cut in two on the ground. It, is the is the top half moving? The top half is asleep. Is asleep, and the bottom half is what kicking. Yeah, and it can somehow talk. I don't want to know where the sound's coming from. It's from its butt. Yeah, that's from its butt. That's where it coughed out before when I punched it in the gut. That's true. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna walk over to the legs of the scarecrow. And I'm going to start removing the hay. Oh shit! Oh. Inside of the body, ripping his entrails out. Yeah, because I'm confused. Because I thought this was a guy in a costume, and I want to figure out how it works. Okay, roll me a d20. I'm going to roll you a d20. Sixteen. Uh, you succeed. And I'm going to say that is a contested strength roll. The scarecrow rolled very poorly. And so yeah. you start taking the hay out 
and immediately the scarecrow's head wakes up across from you and is like, oh, 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 what are you doing? No, oh, my legs. Oh, no, that's... No, no, man, dude, 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 dude. Oscar, come on, Oscar. I'm just, I wonder how you did this. This is crazy. Oscar's gone, baby. Yeah, no, I, I know. He's hiding. It's great. He's hiding in the sky in the nine elves. Uh, hell is in the sky? Yeah. Have we won, by the way, since we bisected it? You have not. <laughs> uh, okay, so the legs or the bottom half of the scarecrow are no more. And we move on to the regular uh, scarecrow turn. He tries to teleport once more to go behind Brent, but somehow, some way, uh, not having feet is really important to that for him. So he cannot <laughs> do that. He then tries to <clears throat> bite Reed, but he is 10 feet away. So his gourd is just <laughs> sitting in a patch of corn and he goes, oh, fuck. And it is now Trudy's turn. Okay, I'm gonna I am gonna lift up my flashlight like Mjolnir and smash it down <laughs> on the gourd. That's how you do this, I suppose. <laughs> so if you'd like to describe further, the scarecrow uh, to give you some reference as he sees the flashlight raise above his head. His black, void-like eyes gaze upon the flashlight and say, Well, looks like it's lights out for me. Take off that gourd, you silly hooligan. And I smack the, the, the gourd with the, with, the, with the flashlight. The gourd explodes into a million pieces. And the carved face right before it smashes apart seems to soften into a smile. Its eyes close, and it whispers, Thank you. Thank you. Tell my daughter Hmm. the nightmare is over. And a white smoke drifts from its body, gobbled up by the ravens who are now coming back down to the earth, and the scarecrow's entire gourd collapses, into splinters and mold. Did we just mm. exercise a demon? No, uh, Oscar. Oscar. It was uh, it wasn't it, uh, it was Oscar all along, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Trixie. Trixie. Come on, where's my ball? <laughs> She's dead. I like that you've just lost track of a ball that you could very easily look for. It's just in the corn somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you look down the road and you see another pair of red and blue lights coming. And pulling up is a a cop car. Gray turns around and says, okay, well, I could have taken care of this by myself, but uh, fine, whatever. And out of the cars come two state troopers, Ronnie and Bobby. Uh, Ronnie is scared shitless of this place. And uh, Adam, I would like you to play him. And Bobby doesn't believe one lick of this bullshit, but they have both been called in as Gray put in a call before she got out of the ambulance. Ronnie and Bobby now get out of the car. Jesus Christ, I hate this place. It always gives me the heebie-jeebies. 
Why, don't be such a coward, you, you dingus. It's obviously just drunk frat kids having a party as always. I'm sorry, I just can't help it. It always just gives me some some sort of eerie feeling. I really, really just don't like it. It, it just looks so, so eerie. <laughs> well, if there's a problem, we'll just shoot it, I suppose, like we yeah, do I, with everything I, else. Wow. I do have my 38 special on my hip, and that's what's protecting me. A bit of social commentary. Some social commentary. <laughs> very nice. That's uh, some Still, D&D is best when it's social commentary. <laughs> very, very explicitly have a 38 special on my hip. <laughs> uh, Chad, you have a choice. Chaos oh. or order. Oh, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the group. I want to see what the group thinks. Okay. Ooh. Um. Um. Hmm. We have mm. been in combat for a while. Yeah. Might be good to chill things out. Yeah, chill I'll it. do. Right. Chill I'll, out. I'm. I'm convinced. Order. Okay. Ronnie and Bobby turn to Trudy and they ask what happened, and whatever Trudy says will lay down the narrative for the rest of the night as the story that will be written down in infamy. Uh, Miss Karanofsky, uh, it's really, really frightening out here. Can you just tell me what went on? It looks like something crazy. Yes, I I suppose there's been a bit of a a hootenanny going down over here. As best as I can tell, uh, some of these college folks... Got all hopped up smoking LSD and and oh my god and and they got out of control and and there was an incident with some birds but I think now the pranksters have fled the scene and everything seems to be back under control. Is anyone hurt? Uh, I can't tell if people are actually hurt or if that was part of some kind of uh, extension of the prank. However, I did see several people get killed in the last. Few minutes. Oh, what about all the people in the building that collapsed? Yeah, they haven't oh, moved and since. Some people uh, got hurt when the building collapsed. <laughs> Wait, I wh- forgot about the, that. A, a building <laughs> collapsed? What the hell is going on? I forgot about that because of all the other satanic commotion. Yeah, the, sa- the oh state troopers God. look slightly to their left to see a farmhouse <laughs> and a house that have been previously condemned now in rubble on the ground. Bobby then turns back to Trudy and says, I don't believe one lick of any of this, but what you're saying is that nobody's at fault? Uh, I would say at the very least that I should be, uh, cleared of any liability. (laughs) Well, I mean, that makes sense. You are the Neighborhood Watch Chairman of the Homeowners Association, so I would expect nothing less than perfection from you, Miss Karanofsky. Yeah. I have never done a single bad thing in my entire life. And we believe you 100%, but, uh... This Reed fella seems pretty drunk, so... Yeah, he's a little intoxicated. Uh, he seems to be some kind of perverted recluse, though <laughs> mostly harmless. Mm, perverted recluse is enough for me. And Ronnie and Bobby go over to Reed. They put uh, handcuffs on him. No, no, I step in between Okay. Them. It's like, hey, no. What are Reed, you doing? Reed, I got your back. Oh, okay, okay. I still never got that beer, Brent. No, yeah, we were, we're gonna get that beer. Okay. I feel like I feel like I might have one of those uh, friends, those friends in you. Good. Yeah, I think you might be one of those. The uh, friends are good. Friends. Now go get my For... football. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta find my football. Could you? Could you help me out with that? <laughs> 
Bobby looks over at Brent and goes, well, okay, I... I did love how you threw that touchdown pass last week and all the other weeks, to be fair, as you are decently good at your job. You were watching that game? Of course I was. There are 250 people who live in this town. There ain't nothing else to do. He's a yeah. fantastic quarterback. On a Friday and... night, you either are, like, are at the football game or in jail. Clear hearts, <laughs> full hearts, can't hearts. That's what they always say. <laughs> and we always remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. They put their uh, handcuffs away, but also Ravens dive bob them, and both Bobby and Ronnie oh, shit, get the their left and or right eye taken out of their heads. Oh my shit! What the hell was that? Oh, I told you about the birds. You should have been more careful. This is your fault and not mine. Okay. Uh, Adam, you get an order or chaos here. Ooh. Um... I think I'm going to defer to the group as well because uh, uh, we were in a quite a long battle and that was a short one. So, y'all, what do you think? Hmm. We run I for our lives. Am I team captain? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, your neighborhood watch. Yeah, yeah, your neighborhood watch. Uh, well, even picking order that time didn't work out so well because these guys are being blinded. You know what? Let's go chaos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you go chaos the ravens stick to bobby and ronnie and take out the second eye Why they both fall to the ground screaming at the top I of their lungs hey reed this is your fault it yeah is. It is and fault. what are you saying to me when the ravens are done with their job they look to their left and right they see trudy they see reed and they bolt at both of you. Reed, what do you do? Um, well, I'm like getting drunker and drunker as the alcohol is kicking in. As I'm like, my hand is, my arm is over the side of the em- almost empty keg. And I'm very bloated sitting on the ground. <laughs> so I suppose I can attempt to talk for a really long time to see if they'll fall asleep. <laughs> okay, do that. Uh, <laughs> so... You know, there's this doesn't make sense to me. There's birds in the air, and they're flying towards me. They just pecked that guy's eye out. M- come on, guys, stop it. Stop flying towards us. It doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This farmland has been here for so long. Why is it just now that you guys are... Why is it just now that you guys are starting to attack people on, on Halloween? Halloween is supposed to be a fun time. It's supposed to be fun with beer... Uh, which I drank a lot of, and then there's candy, which are really for, they're really for the kids. But I, I, I just don't know what to do anymore. I feel very defeated. I feel very powerful, but very defeated. Um, there's not much more I can uh, say about this. Uh, the, uh, the tra- true, 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 tr- Tracy, Trudy, Trudy, Trudy. Trudy, Trixie, 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 Trixie. Wait a second. Wait, hold. Shut up. Trudy, she's a lovely lady. She should have been on the football team. Brent, you could have uh, recruited her to the football team, but you didn't. You're being bad at your quarterback. You're bad at it. All you care about is your ball. You should have been caring about this fine lady. You should have been caring about this fine lady. But no, no, you if, just keep yeah, keep read, finding your body. Shut the read, fuck look, up. No, we're we're still cool, but 
She's got to try out like everybody else. <laughs> oh no 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 no! You should have given her. That's you should have given her. You should have given her. Wait a second. Where are those birds? Are they spur- are they still here? Yeah, they're are sort the of still here. They're sort of floating in the air in front of you, f- waiting to see how this goes. And I would say yeah. that was a yeah. great excuse. Yeah. So I would yeah. like you to roll a d twenty with advantage. I'm, I'm gonna roll a d twenty. I rolled a 17. <laughs> 17 is the age you gotta be to drink in some states. Oh, wait, no, it's 18. <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> You're 37. <laughs> With a 17, you, uh, in your drunken stupor, sort of mm. have an easier time making decisions. And as the yeah, 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 raven yeah, yeah. kind of pointed straight at the bridge of your nose is coming in full speed, both of your hands come up in a clap and you take both sides of the raven moments away from your face you're now looking deep into the raven's eyes as you is caught in your hands i'm looking at you raven i'm staring at your eyes and you have not a bad soul in your body you're such a good raven and there are so many good things you could do but you choose chaos i guess i i chose chaos but that's fine we (laughs) chose chaos together Reed, yeah. Reed, Reed. Hey, that was a good catch. You don't need to try out. You should be a receiver. I can be a receiver with you. Yeah, man? don't bother. You don't got to try out. No one's got to oh try out. Oh my god, I'm so happy right now. Trudy's got to try out, but you, <laughs> you should be on my team. I'll be your, I'll be your tight end receiver. That's nice. gross, Mrs. Kurnovsky. That's gross. <laughs> okay, the Raven. <laughs> who you now have clasped in your hands. I'm staring at it it's deeply in its eyes. Yeah, it looks I'm staring at uh, it. It looks, as you said, deep into your eyes and says, yeah. it is no problem. It doesn't matter. It better not matter. It doesn't matter to me either. There won't be any more souls here to chomp on anyway. This place sucks. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying everyone has no soul? Or do you have no soul? Are you James Brown? Do you have soul? I actively eat souls. That's what I've been doing this whole time. And it chomps down on the bridge of your nose. Oh, God. What the fuck, man? That's where your soul is kept. Your soul is in your nose. As it chomps down, you let go of it, and that raven flies away. The one that was flying at Trudy also flies away into the night. And Gray looks over at you uh, after, you know, trying to tend to Ronnie and Bobby, who, to just make this clean, they're dead. Oh. And, oh, <laughs> and no. wait a minute. I thought they were, I thought his eyes were. were yeah, they out. bled out of him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and, and Gray's reaction is just like, well, you know, you live and you learn. And looks over at you guys and is like, well, do you want to ride back into town? Yeah, I I think uh, we need to speak to that raven crazy knife woman because I think this has something to do with her. As captain of the neighborhood watch, it's my responsibility to to slay all demons in town. <laughs> and you do such a good job at it, Tracy Trudy, Tracy Trudy, Trixie, Trixie, Tri- wait, Trixie, Trix, no, no, Trixie? no, no, no. Has you have you guys seen Trixie? She doesn't exist anymore. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> You're right. If I understand correctly, like, Trixie's not even in hell, right? Like, she, her soul has been eaten. She just is. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Trixie, no, she's my ride home. <laughs> she's your Uber driver. 
Yes, where is Trixie? That's a question. Anyway, Gray takes you and puts you into the back of the ambulance. There are like no seatbelts back there. So all three of you are just kind of just rumbling around back there as she brings you back into the middle of town. Uh, She drops you guys off right by Jenny's house as that is where Trudy has asked to go. Uh, You arrive in front of the house and what do you do? Is this the after party? (laughs) There's more beer here? I, I mean, if, if there's an after party, beer. there's after beer, and after beer oh. tastes sweeter. Maybe they got the good stuff, Bud Light. You, st- you still owe me a beer, Brent. Savannah opens the door and is like, what are you guys doing out here? Savannah, we just met your scarecrow father, and he ate a couple souls. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Nope, uh... I am not the person you want to talk. Hold on one moment. Savannah goes back into the house. This has definitely happened to her before. And uh, she comes back and she brings Jenny to the front door. And Jenny says, you know, if I wasn't watching Matlock, I wouldn't be doing this right now. If I was asleep, Savannah, I'd be pissed at you bringing me here. But what do you three want? Jenny, we just met your scarecrow father (laughs) and he ate. Trix's soul. What? That's crazy. I got a trophy. It says I'm the victor. You look onto the bottom of that trophy, but no name is currently there. That's. I got a car. You got a. Can I, I'm going to use my knife and I'm going to. I'm going to start carving my name. Oh, oh my god. And it is that my mother's knife. Nah. Uh, I know that knife. That that's my mother's silver carving knife. Oh, no. No, it's go. Oscar's knife. Uh, 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 no, I I would know that knife. and it, it, I see it in my dreams every night. Uh, can I have it? That's weird. Uh, can I just quickly try to, like, like carve Brent into into the, the statue before I hand it over? <laughs> yeah, you can. Roll a d20. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> got a four so i I get i get yeah no you try to write brent but you (laughs) accidentally write trudy (laughs) the tricks yeah no it's trudy anyway it's trudy yeah it's actually no that makes more narrative sense it's trixie (laughs) yeah and then i hand over the knife jenny takes the knife and hugs it against her chest as if holding a person and begins to weep she says all this tragedy it's finally over. And after crying for a moment, she hands the knife back to you, Brent, and asks you to keep it. Can we save the day? She no longer has any desire to hold on to the past. She resolves to burn the farmstead and the cornfield and put it all behind her for good. Savannah thanks you profusely for helping Jenny make peace with her trauma, and she sends you on her way. On our way. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I try again to carve my name into the statue? I'm gonna like cross out trick uh, tr- Trixie and you don't carve you don't even name know what name is on there. And as you walk <laughs> away from Savannah's house, they close the door, and we return to the rubble on the farm. Now in the future, the entire estate is being burned to the ground. Bulldozers and cranes line the area getting ready to build the new Ransom Mall atop the recently sold land. As the fire burns, we zoom out and we fly on over 
to Brent's house. We look at his nightstand, and underneath the wooden raven, where whatever he carved in there before (laughs) now reads R E E D. The raven's eyes flash a deep, dark red. A caw is heard in the distance. And I wish everybody a happy Halloween. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.